welcome everybody to uh, the Save Point Podcast Weekly Twitch Show. Uh, I am here, joined by Jesus. Hey, everyone. Hey, Jesus. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. All right. Uh, Grace um, is feeling a little under the weather today, so she said that she might join us. She might not. Um, so, but we do still have action. Yeah, we have action-packed show, right? Oh, yeah. Should say an action-packed show. Oh, there'll hopefully there'll be some action. Well, that sounds more like a personal problem, Jesus. Oh. Oh, yeah, went there, went there. Um, Well, we do actually have uh, some very, very, very good news, and we're very happy. We have a a new member of the Save Point podcast. Um, Let's see where. There we go. Uh, so we got a text from Steve today. Steve is not joining us for a very, very fun reason, very awesome reason. Um, he texted us, and uh, he said it's time to go to the hospital. Uh, his wife has been pregnant uh, for, what, the past nine months? Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we are happy to say that Haley Sophia was born today, seven pounds, two ounces. Mom and baby are beautiful and healthy, and we are so happy for them. So obviously Steve is with his his lovely wife and his brand new daughter, uh, and we wish them all the best, and we are so proud and so happy, and uh, congratulations. So, yeah, so congratulations. All, yep, all of our love, all of our prayers go out to you. Hopefully you guys go home very, very soon and uh, start to enjoy life. So... Um, so that goes out to you guys. Um, so let's get into our show. Uh, we, as we always start, uh, what are we playing? Jesus, what have you been playing this week? So I've been working a little bit more. I was like kind of on a mini vacation last couple of weeks, um, but not back to work. I haven't had too much to stride for. But um, there was that one Switch game that came out a little bit ago, uh, the Pokemon Quest. That was free, free to play, and it's just been released for iOS and Android. So I, I've been giving that a go just for a time killer. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun for just something to play during like your lunch break or anything. Um, pretty casual, uh, and honestly, you can actually play it, put it on autopilot and just watch your gameplay. So <laughs> it's, it's a game you don't even have to play. Oh, you really? can just watch. I, mean, <laughs> I downloaded it for my Switch. Probably have about five minutes into it. I, I it's, it's a little too trippy for me. I don't know if I'm actually going to go back to it or not. So. It's um, it, it had well, like I said, it, it was I was on my lunch break when I downloaded it. I sat it down. I looked, found the auto function, like sat down, just watched it while I was eating my lunch during work, and <laughs> I don't know, maybe I found found that a little bit more enjoyable just because I was watching my team uh, go through these quote unquote dungeons. And, uh, okay. yeah, not too bad. Um, have you picked anything up from the Steam sale or no? Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried. I have my, I have my cart full right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm, um, I'm actually in the, in the moment trying to remove stuff from my cart. Like, I don't need that. I do need this. Um, I will be in the, tomorrow morning, I will be doing my purchase. I'm hoping to not go over triple digits. Mm, wait, uh, not counting cents. Um, but uh, I'll I'll have further details on that for the next episode. Sounds good. I picked up uh, 
just because I've never played them on PC, but I actually have a PC that now can run them, and people are going to laugh at me, is actually Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, the servers are actually still up, and it was like a total of like three bucks, I think, uh, oh. for both of them. Actually, you know, I'm going to write go ahead, that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, why not, right? It's a, it's a game we can all play together, right now. Uh, that, and then Kerbal Space Program, which is just so much fun. Oh, God, I've seen so much of that gameplay. It looks, like, ridiculously adorable, and physics-wise, uh, physics looks intense. I love it. It is. It's very intense. It's a lot of fun. Um, I actually made it to Orbit, which was a tri it was just a trial in itself, but it was, it was perfect. It was great. Um, and then, uh, what is it? I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, I really, really, uh, I never finished it. Um, and it was one of those where I got into it when it first came out, and then other stuff happened, and then I wanted to get back, and I just couldn't, and now I'm actually sitting and playing it, and that game is just so good. It is, it is, if you would put the first Assassin's Creed next to this Assassin's Creed, you'd think you'd be playing two different games. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, you still have a lot of the core stuff, which is there, but as far as how the story tells and what it looks like and the movement, it's, it's just so, it's just so great. It's a great, great game. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying that um, right now. So let's uh, get into uh, the weekly releases. We, uh, we always want to kind of go over that so you guys have an idea of what's going on. And uh, I should have probably had the website open for that. Um, but give me a sec. Let's see. Uh, June 26th, uh, which is which was Tuesday. Um, Rainbow Skies for the PlayStation 4. Uh, Far Cry 3, classic edition for the PlayStation 4. Uh, how do you say this? Lumines Remastered? Lumines? Lum I thought it was. That's the that's the game where the blocks fall and it goes to like a certain type of. Um, I thought it was Lumia. Yeah, Lumiai's or. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Slime Sand Super Slime Edition. Have Sticky. Nope. Uh, this actually went out on PC, PlayStation 4, uh, and Xbox, and I don't think it's on Switch. But and I and I heard it's getting really really good reviews. It's the Awesome Adventures of of uh, Captain uh, Spirit. Oh it's yeah, the one. Game. We interrupt your video. So. I, yeah, I recently watched the, um, someone play it, and um, let's see. My my initial thoughts. It's a uh, well, it's similar to all those um, uh, games, uh, and I don't know. Maybe maybe compared to some of those other intense stories, this one's a little bit more calmer since it's kind of this story about uh, a son and his uh, father. Um, after some tragic events to the the mom and stuff, um, I I was enjoying it, uh, but since you know I was watching it, you know you 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 want to have choices that you want to make compared to what the the player is trying to do, but it, it aesthetically looks nice. The the score, the music for the, the is really well done because it's supposed to be like this child uh, playing a superhero like we all probably did. I know I did. You know, the blanket cape yeah. and everything. Um, and, um... Nope, you were the uh, only one. You are the only one that ever did that. Uh, I mean, hashtag 
superhero. He wore a cape from a blanket. Uh, besides that, it, it looked nice. Um, would I have played it? It wasn't. It was like something that was uh, announced during E3, but I. It wasn't something that like I was gonna initially go, even though it's free. But I, it's not like nah, it's not really my take. But I enjoyed watching it though. That actually was two weeks ago. I don't know if we covered that or not. Uh, Near Automata, uh, be, uh, Become as Gods Edition. That actually was released on Tuesday for the PlayStation. Uh, I'm sorry, for the Xbox One. Um, let's see what else has gone on. Psychedelica of the Black Butterfly. That's for the play It's a PS Vita. I didn't realize that they were still releasing games for Vita. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yep. Yeah. Well, actually, that came out on. Crash on a Nintendo console. Something you, I never would have thought was going to happen. Yeah, well, you know. So, new times, uh, new times. Good times. Um, let's see. Um, trying to think. What else? I think that that really kind of wraps it up. I don't think there's really anything else that's going on um, with that. So let's get into some of the news. thing you kind of want to talk about we got a bethesda thing we got a halo thing we got a Fortnite thing uh so we should tackle first but i would like to discuss the bethesda things and that's kind of the one of the few things that i'm really into at the moment this is actually okay so let's uh, let's start with that one well go ahead and why don't you explain what's going on okay so um this is actually a game i was going to stream uh with our chat uh because I was going to name all the vault members uh, from our, our chat and our group from this podcast. So uh, about a little bit over a year ago, I want to say, that Bethesda launched their one of their first app games, uh, Fallout Shelter. And uh, uh, recently, they put a lawsuit on one of the games. Wait, is this a... Oh, no, that's, there it is. One of the games that was released a couple months later prior uh westworld and it had this it had the similar similar mechanics and everything uh you could build settlements a resource a management and everything and it was uh released by uh what was it warner entertainment if i believe so uh warner brothers uh okay and uh and what, what's interesting is actually some of the the people who are who uh, created uh, the Westworld game were actually some of the team members who worked on uh, Fallout Shelter, so they basically knew some of the code, the source code, code for um, Fallout Shelter, and they just kind of copied it over. And that, that's the, that's the lawsuit. Yeah. And and I could see Bethesda, it. If... Bethesda is claiming that they stole the intellectual property of it, or something like that. Something to that point. Uh, yeah, it's a uh... 
Both parties are being sued for their willful and intentional infringement of Bethesda copyright, misappropriation of Bethesda's trade secrets, and deceptive business practices. Um, that's basically what the lawsuit is, is stating. It's a more it's a more advanced thing of what was happening with uh, Blue Hole and Epic, which we can we'll be talking about later. Uh, but it's yeah, it's a little bit more because it's more there's more it's more about the coding and uh, like the actual like bare bones of the the game itself that's been like copied over. Well, and you know what? There's a lot of games that are very close, and we'll get into the whole Blue Hole and, and uh, PUBG and, and Epic and, and all of that. Um, so I mean, there are there are games that can come pretty close to things, um, but that this one where I think it's more legitimate on Bethesda's part, Bethesda's part is that um, it is that they it's the same bugs that were in the source code or that were basically in the, the original Fallout Shelter are the same bugs that showed up in this Westworld game. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean it's it, you can tell it's basically the same code. Now you know obviously they went out um, and I'm trying to find the uh, who the company was that actually developed the code uh, for them? I mean, that's just that's just dumb on that third party's part to release the same game like that. You know, this release the same code and just you know skin it differently. It's uh, I mean that that that's just that's just a horrible move on their business part. Did you know they were gonna get sued? No, yeah, it's it's one of those one of those things you're on thin ice basically. So they were, so uh, what is it? So Warner Brothers was asked to respond to the Bethesda lawsuit and they actually wrote back, and this is actually on IGN if you want to look it up. Um, and it says, and I'll read, uh, as one of the world's leading creators of intellectual property, including the groundbreaking television series Westworld, Warner Brothers has a deep respect for intellectual, intellectual property rights. As such, the assertions by Bethesda Softworks that Warner's Westworld mobile game improperly used source code from Bethesda's Fallout Shelter are as surprising as they are upsubstantiated. Wow, I can't talk that. Uh, Warner Brothers has also has been assured by the game developer Behavioral Interactive, so yeah, so Behavioral Interactive, that Bethesda's allegations are untrue and that none of Bethesda's code was used in the Westworld game. Moreover, contrary to Bethesda's baseline accusation, Warner Brothers at no time induced Behavioral to use the Fallout Shelter code in Westworld. So this is going to be a long drawn out thing, but right now, you know, as you know, if Bethesda does win this, you realize that basically every, almost every dime that this Westworld game is making is going to go over to Bethesda. I mean, that, that's what they're going to claim to do. Mm -hmm. So... So, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting lawsuit, and it's been kind of building. Like, this this kind of broke a couple weeks ago, like one or two weeks ago, but it's just kind of taken a turn even more. And I think Bethesda has a case. I mean, the games look extremely similar and play almost exactly the same, if not the same. And, um, like I said earlier, this one's a little bit more intense because it's, because it, it's almost like they copied the code since it has basically the, the same bugs, the... Fallout Shelter had early in its release uh, moving forward, and so that's that's where it differs a little bit more than some other lawsuits. It just it's blatant copying at that point. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's 
but we can actually move we can actually move into the the whole epic and uh blue hole because it kind of just transitions well into yeah, that's what i was going to do why don't you explain that too because i know you've been following that so as everyone knows uh blue hole uh pub gene uh is is suing or was suing uh epic because of similar things they were it was infringing with their property this battle royale style game and just recently they withdrew withdrew their uh, lawsuit and is backing out they're done um there was there that was keeping really a big eye on this one because it was going to put a lot a lot of like stakes when lawsuits are like these are this is going to be one of the first few cases that was going to really like put this genre game out there like you can't like not everyone can have this unless you have permission from so i'm glad that they withdrew it so basically like the one thing that was like that uh, pubg had was this idea of a hundred man uh drop you drop went in there bare bones picked up weapons uh, with a circle that closed in, that was their that was their thing, right? Yeah. And when uh, everybody knows that, so yeah, I mean and, that's what they've been playing for years now. And uh, when uh, Epic's Fortnite came out, it had basically the similar thing. The only thing that was different, besides their artistic style, was their building mechanics. So that's one of the few things that differed from um, PUBG. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't build in PUBG. So. So that was kind of like the one thing that was like changing it. And there's a really good video out there on uh, Game Theory that kind of puts to perspective some of the, the lawsuit stuff that like is well well better explained than I could do it. But it's it's uh, what I want to say now is that it's done. Like they've really with they're they're done with the whole lawsuit. It's not even gonna proceed to court. And it's I'm honestly happy about that because it's one of those things that. They were like biting at straws at that point. Well, I think the thing is, is that you gotta kind of look at a couple of things with this whole lawsuit and all of that. If this lawsuit came out, then you're realizing that um, any type of first-person shooter that's close would, you know, people could sue. Any type of action game that's close, you know, I mean, uh, look, let's look at like the Ubisoft games. Assassin's Creed, you can pick a, a Far Cry, you know, thing, you know, a Far Cry game. Um, let's say that they were different companies. I mean, you're looking at, you're basically looking at almost the same game, just, you know, different, different fight mechanics. Mm-hmm. You really look at it, but I mean, you're going somewhere, you're going high to synchronize a point, you capture bases, you do missions, you, it's an open world. So, I mean, it's, you know, or, or look at Spider-Man compared to an Assassin's Creed. This is Spider-Man that's coming out. I mean, you can make a claim that that is the same copyright from there. So I'm glad that, you know, that player unknown and that, that company Blue Hole just dropped it. I mean, it's just, they, they would have lost. I, I really think that they would have lost, you know, the whole thing. Because uh, I think there's enough difference in Fortnite with difference in strategy, uh, game, you know, graphical-wise, how things work, that, you know, that they're going to see a difference. I think the other thing, too, is that this is kind of one of those money things. You know, PUBG was going after money. You know, and Fortnite has, Fortnite took an idea. Now, yes, is there some form of copying? Absolutely. But 
happened was is Fortnite took the um, took the formula that PUBG had, made it better, spun it around, and now they're making bank. Oh god, yeah. You know, the biggest thing is it's free. You have a game, you have PUBG, which I don't know, is it still in early access or did it officially come out of early access? PUBG, I believe it's now officially out because But I mean mm -hmm. you So I just recently saw an article that they surpassed PUBG in sales um, in February by 126 million. Yeah. That was, that was just a few months ago. So with that time span, there's yeah. probably close to 300 mil. In May they made 318 million. In April they made 296 million. And it's just crazy. I mean, it, it, they are seeing a decline of players. Um, because, you know, that's that's the people that are going on mobile and trying it out and then realizing, yeah, it's not going to, whatever. But, I mean, it's it's just it's just crazy the amount of money that the game is making right now. Believe me, I would love to have a month where I made 318 million, you know? That would be pretty nice. So, which, let's stay on the Fortnite and let's move into what Sony has. Kind of, you know, we, we talked about this last week uh, with Sony not allowing the crossplay. Update, or... guys. Huh? Update. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, basically not allowing, if you played on PlayStation, you weren't allowed to play on any other systems, uh, consoles with people. It's kind of funny, Xbox and Nintendo got together and they finally released the Minecraft, or they, they came out with an ad for Minecraft that said, hey, do you want to build something together? I mean, it's like everybody is just going crazy, you know, not everybody, but, you know, they, they're... Microsoft and, and, and Nintendo are, are really um, pushing it at PlayStation to do something. Um, so while at an event, Sean Layden, uh, the president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, um, this is the quote when they asked him. Uh, so uh, on the in-stage interview with Eurogamer reporter Robert uh, Perchies at the Game Lev conference in Spain, gave a short statement whether addressing the question about Sony listening to fans' concerns. So this is basically what happened. When hearing the criticisms in Leiden, we are looking at a lot of possibilities. You can't imagine that the circumstances around cross-play and third-party accounts affect a lot more than just one game. Um, so, I mean, is that a way of saying that they're looking at it to make a cross-play? Or is it just a placeholder that says, yeah, we're looking at it, but we're really not going to do anything? It sounds more like a placeholder to me. It's... Uh, honestly, it's uh, this is all like all internal workings, and it's frustrating for the player base, like myself, who would like enjoy playing with others on other consoles. But it's honestly up to like the top executives, who it's always been the joke that that executives only care about uh, money and their uh, shareholders compared to the gamers, but. Uh, 
a lot a lot of the gamers are starting no well never mind i'm gonna take that one back never mind but anyways it's always been that 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 like that, that that thing that like that earnings is their main priority and not and not putting the their games first so it sounds like more they're just trying to put out a statement to kind of ease the public there you go It's going to be a while before we see anything. Yeah, yeah. Then again, they, they could turn around in a week or two and just say, hey, yeah, by the way, now it's over. You know, I mean, which, that's hopeful. Um, so that's, that's with that. So that's the Fortnite, Epic News, you know, PUBG, Sony Crossplay for the week. Um, now, <laughs> this last bit of information, this last bit, this was announced, I believe, today. Um, Your uh, favorite new thing. I don't know how to think of it. <gasps> yeah, I know but, you're going to be watching it every week when it's out. But Halo TV series has officially been ordered by Showtime. So there will be a Halo oh. game, a Halo, um, a Halo Showtime show. Okay. Uh, all the rumors I was seeing on Reddit or it was going to be on HBO. Okay. So it's been confirmed. Yeah, it's so on it's Showtime. Okay, okay. Interesting. So, I mean, what's your opinion about it? What do you think? So, so uh, first statement, I'm not a big Halo fan. I've uh, never really played the games. I've watched people play it. My, mostly my cousin. I, I know a little bit of the story. So, from that perspective, uh, it's not really on my, like, inter like my, uh, it's not in my book like to watch later but it's it is one of those things that it's a game turned into a viewable media and you know how that goes um so i'm i'm a little bit worried for the community because um from what i've from what i've seen and heard uh the story from it is mostly interesting not the last couple uh installments but at least previous installments have had a reasonably good story so I'm a little I'm a little worried because video games to movies or TV shows have always been super iffy, but unlike uh, the Super Mario Brothers, best movie of all time, best movie of all time. You're gonna get kicked off this podcast. Best movie of all time, no, ten out of ten. That never happened. So. But uh, yeah, that let's uh. But you're you're a bigger Halo fan than I am. So what we're. My my thing is. I, I have yet hey, to wait. see a adaptation of any video game into a movie or into something. Wait, is it live action too? Uh, yeah, it's going to be live action. So, um, so as far as what we know right now is that it's a 10 hour long uh, episode. Or not, what? 10, 10 hour long. So not 10 hours long, but 10 <laughs> hour long. So 10 one hour long episodes in the first season and expected to begin production early to the 2019 so don't think that it's going to be coming anytime soon according to showtime the adaptation of halo will take place in the universe that first came to be in the 2000 in 2001 dramatizing an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and the covenant 
Uh, Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and richly imagined vision of the future. If I, I find it interesting that it's going to be on Showtime because I wonder what type of rating that they're going to put on it. Obviously, I think there's going to be a mature rating to it, but how far are they going to go with liberties? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think that Halo has ever pushed the boundary on a lot of like um, topics in, ga- in the game. You know, I mean, it's always been kind of, you know, yeah, there's been stabbing and blood and guns and all that, which obviously is the, you know, I think there's been a little bit of swearing and, and all of that through it, but um, as far as really anything that I would say has pushed the limits, um, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what they're going to do with it. Uh, the series was produced by Showtime in association with Microsoft 343 Industries, along with Steven Spielberg's okay. uh, uh, Amblin TV Television. That doesn't mean that Steven Spielberg is working on it, just it's, it's his company. Um, the show will be executive, uh, executive produced by uh, Killen, Wyatt, and Scott Pennington, along with Justin Falvery uh, uh, and Daryl Frank from Amblin Television. The series is uh, will be distributed globally by CBS Studios International. Um, so I mean, I, I'll definitely check it out. I think that there's going to be a big draw to, to watch it. Um, I just hope that they can grasp the audience with with a really really good story and how they do everything. Um, so I mean, I'm always willing to check out things, but um, you know, like I said, it's track record of, of video games going to television or to movies has just not been great. No, not really. So, well, that one, they've been better lately. Um, like the new Lara Croft. Not, not the best adaptation, but it's, it's better. Yeah. Okay, which one? Did you watch the Angelina Jolie? I've seen all of them. Yeah, I've seen them all. I mean, I just think those are the better ones. <laughs> just because of Angelina Jolie, but that's besides the point when I think she actually she was actually better. Uh, <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, so I think that does it for news, unless you got anything else that you do for news. Uh, I have one interesting topic that I talked in the, my, my last podcast. Um, okay. um, Which is uh, yeah. what? What's the Convoluted Podcast. podcast. The convoluted podcast. Got it. It's um, it's a little bit of a darker news, but it's it is gaming related. So, have you heard of the game Doki Doki Literature? Yes. Yes. If it is one of the, I would say cult hits of this year. And uh, recently, um, a young boy of 15 committed suicide after playing the game. And it's. Stirring up, stirring up the controversy, like you know, like many games do, and um, and it's it's a uh, I I just hate, hate to see that. What, what's, the exa- what's the controversy? What are, what, are, what are we talking about? It's one of those things that video games are messing with children these days, you know, gun violence and all that stuff. But oh, this okay. one is like it's mental issues. Uh, apparently the uh, well, the kid committed suicide because there is a scene in the game where, uh, well, actually, three scenes in the game where uh, characters commit suicide, 
they're very graphic. Like it's because of the when when you first see Doki Doki Literature, it's you think of this very cutesy uh, visual novel game where you're just going on dates with girls, and that's what that's what you think. Uh, but it oh it gets very dark, and uh, I I've seen I've seen I've played a little bit of it, but I've seen all the the gameplay of it, and it's it's really intense and lore oriented, and I I like that I like games like that uh, where the the creator of the the game inputs little little lore tabs of stuff that you have you as a player has to kind of dig deeper into it nice. but but the, the main topic of this child like killing themselves like when when you start up Doki Doki Literature it actually has a warning like like there is there are scenes and topics in this game that may leave you as a uh, gamer, you know, saying what, what the fuck, you know. Yeah. So, like, what do you think when you're hearing when you hear like, uh, someone killed themselves or someone went out murdering because of a because of a game? This has been a topic that's always been out, and it's coming up again. So, I, I kind of have a couple of schools of thoughts on this. Um, one, I, you, you never look at anybody losing their life whether if they're taking it by themselves or if something happens to them as, as a positive thing. It's always a negative thing. Um, you, you know, I, I, feel, I feel saddened for the person that actually did that. You know, I feel sad for that person, that that's how they felt, that that's what life was, and that, that's what they had to go through. Um, on the other end of that, did they give an age of this, of this teenager? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so um, I personally feel that anybody can create anything that they want. Um, if we start to uh, take back what people feel is a creative process, then we're going to be living in a world that nobody's going to enjoy media for what it can be. Okay, any type form of media, video games music, whatever. If they feel like they want to express themselves by swearing every other word or saying this and that or whatever, I mean, that's how they feel that they want to do. You know, Now, I have uh, the ability to say, no, I don't want to associate myself with that, so I don't. And so I don't listen to it, I don't buy it. Now, other people will, and, and that's how people become successful, and, and you can think what you want of that. Um, so if we're going to start to try to look at something like that of video games and century and saying, well, we can't do this, well, then we got to start looking at, at books, and we got to start looking at music, and we got to start looking at TV shows and movies. I mean, there are movies out there that are just absolutely disgusting when, when you really think of it. Uh, I mean, look at something like Human Centipede. <laughs> or, you know, or um, I forgot what the name of the movie is, but... Um, basically, this this gentleman is a is an adult film star, and he is asked to do an adult film, and each each scene gets more grotesque. Um, and I won't get into the whole thing of, of what the ending is of it. Um, I've never actually seen it. I just know that it happens. But he, the director and producer want him to perform an act on a certain age of a child and 
Cool. I mean, it's 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 absolutely disgusting. Um, but for some reason, they felt that that's what their creative process was, you know. And it's just like, you know, if we're gonna go over and look at something, um, and and say, well, you know, it's video games, and you got to stop all the violence. Well, you know what? There's a lot of other crazy, grotesque shit that's out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my last part about it is, is that uh, what about the parents? That that's my biggest thing. A developer, like I said, the developer is going to develop what they are going to develop, and we can put all the restrictions on and try to stop people. But you know, kids are still going to get, you know, and look at things, whatever. Now, I understand that nowadays it's not, you know, 60, 70 years ago where if one parent is home and the other parent is working, and then all the parents are home at night and are watching the kids and helping with homework. I know that that doesn't happen, and I know that the replacement is TV and I know or video games or or an iPad or whatever. I understand that, um, but if you as a parent and, and and I might get flack for this, but if you as a parent don't know what's going on in your child's life, then you are not doing what you should be doing for your child. Okay, you should. Now, do you, are you supposed to let me rephrase that? should understand where your child is at, okay? Um, you should be able to look at yourself and say, what is my child playing? What is my child listening to? What is my child watching on TV? It's your house. You know, take an interest in what your child is doing. Does that mean that you need to like it? Does that mean that you, you need to be completely and utterly, you know, well, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world? Absolutely not. No, I mean, that's the last thing I'm saying. But find out what your kid is listening to. Find out what your kid is watching. Find out what your kid is playing. And if you feel that it's starting to turn your child's attitude, well, then, you, you know, talk to your child about it. Uh, I think, you know, I, I'm not a psychologist, nor am I a doctor or whatever, but I think a lot of when children or teenagers feel that they need to commit suicide, I think a lot of this can be if somebody just asked, hey, what's going on? How are you feeling? What are you doing? What is this? You know? Um, so I think that that's where I kind of come from with that. Is, is, you know, yeah, let's, you can fight all you want to not make violent video games and all that, but if you do that, then start looking at TV, start looking at books, start looking at, at music, start looking at movies, you know, graphic novels, all of that before we start just blaming video games. I, I hate that argument. Okay. And, I, and I like that. All right. I like that statement. And it's for the most part, you hit some of the points that I made in my, my statement as well. Uh, just stop, stop blaming like the medium, one medium. It's, it's, it's all overall a collective of if, things. If you're going to blame video games, you got to blame everything. Exactly. So, yeah, that was uh, some very, like, more intense news that I recently read. And, uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's something that has to be kind of talked about because it does hurt the, the community. It does. It does. Um, so we'll move into our final topic of the night. Ooh, this is a, a four-part topic, right? Yeah, four it's going to be a four-week, four-part topic, and I'm going to start it. Um, so we were talking about uh, games and with us getting to know each other and starting this podcast or whatever. 
um, we never really ever went over what we feel are our favorite games for each other. So I'm going to list my top five favorite games, okay, of all time. So these are all time. Okay. Up to up to today, right? Up to yes, it, it, they are all released. So it's it's games that I've been physically able to play, own or whatever. Okay. Um, so we're gonna go down the list, and then next week will be another person. Um, maybe. I think I, I think I'll be taking next week just to kind of well just to so, so Ty, foresight. You'll be doing next week then. Okay. Yep. So I'm gonna start with my number five. Okay. And I'm going to give a little reason for each one of why I find these. So my number five is Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay? Interesting. Okay. Okay, so um, the reason being is that do you remember the commercial for Super Mario Brothers 3? No. Okay, so there, the first commercial was um, it was a kid and it was holding up the Super Mario Brothers 3 box. Now, first off, actually, rewind that. The first time I ever saw Super Mario Brothers 3 was in what movie? Pop quiz. What movie was it unveiled in? I do not nice, know. You had a nice card to go through. Yeah, Dude. actually, I think there's a party. I, li I live next to a, a party hall. Oh, okay. And I didn't, yeah, and, uh, like, I'm, like, on the other side of where the, the hall is, so... So normally there isn't anything, but apparently there's a party tonight. So lucky me. But anyways, uh, so, no, I do not know. Okay, so we're gonna put that out. So to our listeners, um, comment, comment below. On it, comment below. Uh, tweet us at at the save point, or one of us. Uh, you know, Jesus is at tyrant underscore dominus d o m i n u s. Uh, me fuzzy bacon twenty seven, or even at Steve Steve zero. Uh, Steve is zero, but the O is a zero, not an O. Um, if you can come up with it, maybe we'll figure out something, or I can't guarantee anything, but uh, let's just see. Where was Super Mario Brothers 3 first unveiled? Okay, it was in a movie. Okay, what Some was hunting. That movie? Okay, so then, after that was done, there was the, movie, there was the, uh, the commercial that came out, and it was kid and it started to pan out and he was holding up uh, a Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, game cartridge or you know the game box and it went out and there was a whole bunch of people that were holding it up and it created the Super Mario Brothers 3 logo uh, so that kind of caught me with that and then I just played the hell out of that game. I would go through I would play the game beat the game and then I would start the game over again oh wow I, oh, I just yeah. I'm watching the commercial uh, right now that was yeah. amazing yeah, did you, yeah, so you see how it just kind of pans out? It just, for some reason, there was just nostalgia to it. Like, there was something more to it. And then you realize that it, it was a play the whole time, but still. Um, you know, it, it was just a different take on Super Mario Brothers. Um, it, you know, it was groundbreaking. It's basically what they do now. It's their formula for all their games after that, basically. So, I mean, it's it was just such a great groundbreaking game. Um, my number four, uh, the Super Nintendo, um, so, Super, so Super Mario Bros. 3 was regular NES, Super Nintendo game, and that was NBA Jam. Ooh, okay, interesting. Okay. I didn't, I did not foresee that one at all. Okay. Yeah. So, NBA Jam, so, um, I'll, without getting too deep into my personal life, um, there was a time when, um, 
there was just not such great things happening in my family, so I would spend a lot of time in my room, and I was able to save up for a Super Nintendo. And one of the games that I played was Super Mario Brothers World, and I loved that game, and I played the heck out of that game, but it didn't grasp me like Super Mario Brothers 3 did. Um, and then I picked up NBA Jam. I played NBA Jam so much, okay, that I wore out the Y button on the controller and had to get a new one. Like, wow. Could not, it got so depressed in so many times that I couldn't use it. I had to get rid of it. Um, so, yeah, so it was, to me, it was just a great game. It was a great, fun sports game that I could just pop in. I could play a couple of games. I, you know, I even got to the point where I turned down the TV and I would turn up my music and I would just play with music in the background. Like, that would be the game that I, if there were streaming capabilities back then, that would be the game that I would have easy put 100 hours into that game. Easy, if not more. Um, I would play that game nonstop. Nonstop. Uh, my third game, um, it is my only tattoo that I have, and I have shared this, is Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And the only thing that I'm saying about that one is, um, or a couple of things. One, I think it changed the formula again of how uh, Ubisoft does the Assassin's Creed. Um, and two, pirates have always beaten ninjas. <laughs> and when, you know, think about when you were younger and you were your friends or whatever and you wanted to be a pirate. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to swing swords. I wanted to, you know, deal with other pirates. I wanted to get treasure and, and all of that. I, I, to me, it was just just that perfect Assassin's Creed game was Black Flag. So, okay. number two, um, number two is Final Fantasy VII, which I know that this is going to show up, and I know that this is not a, uh, you know, a surprise probably to some people that this game is on the list. But Final Fantasy VII, I love the story. It pulled me into the Final Fantasy games. Um, gotta remember, I remember that I really wanted an N64, okay, because obviously my first, my, you know, two of my games are, are Nintendo consoles, games, um, so I really wanted an N64, and I end up opening up this thing, and it said PlayStation, it was Christmas mm -hmm. that I got it, it was PlayStation, and I remember looking at it and saying, what the hell is this? Like, just in my head, like, what the fuck is a PlayStation? Because um, I didn't know. I mean, I was younger at the time. I was, um, I think I was, when did, when did the original PlayStation come out? Was that 91? No, um, later than that. 2000. Eight. Yeah, okay, so it was 2000. So I was, uh, Wow, I would have been 17. Wow, maybe I was dumb. <laughs> no, I take that back. No, that was when the PS1, the Slim, came out. Yeah. The release, um, the release date was, two, was 1995. There it is. That sounds a little bit better. Okay, yeah, that sounds better. So I was 12. Okay, so I, I mean, I was 12. I didn't follow E3. I didn't follow when they made announcements or whatever like that. I mean, they didn't have it where you had that or whatever. You didn't pay attention to that stuff. You just... 
looked at what games were out and you wanted them. Commercials, man. That's when commercials were fun. That's what it was. So, um, so I got the PlayStation, and we ended up getting, um, I ended up getting Madden 95 or 96. No, yeah, something like that. 95. Whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's a sports game. My dad got it for me. My dad's really big into sports, so he, you know, he's always been, he always pushed sports games with us. Um, so, um, so we did that, and then I saw a friend playing Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, wow, this is crazy good. And every time I'd go over by his house after that, I was like, can we play Final Fantasy? Can we play Final Fantasy? And um, and he's like, well, fine, fine, fine. And finally, he just he's like, you know what? I'm not playing it. Why don't you play it here? You can have it. So he gave it to me. So I, that's how I got my copy of Final Fantasy VII. Um, and then I just played it, and I played it to the end, and I loved, I loved the characters, I loved everything about it. I really did. Absolutely loved everything about that game. Um, and then my last game, my number one game of all Okay, okay. Okay, so you ready? Drum rolls. It is The Last of Us. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, see, I don't know if I want to go... I don't know how much detail I want to go into, but you know what? No, I mean, no, this, is a, this is this is this is our podcast. You you are more than willing well, to speak your mind here. People have had enough time, I feel, to, to find out about this game and play this game if they were going to. Um, yeah. If they're not, then I'm calling out a spoiler right now. So what grasped me was, um, first off, his daughter. Now you played the game, right? Yes, I have. So don't worry, go worry. So it was right at the beginning, the first prologue, okay, and I'm like, I'm thinking, now, I ended up picking up the game at midnight, okay, when it was released, I was living in Detroit at the time, okay, and um, I remember I had to go to work the next day, and I remember I was just going to put the game in, I was going to let it install, and I was going to play a little bit of it, and then I was going to go, and I was going to go to bed. I put the game in, and I am, so now it's darkened dark in my house and I am going through the prologue and in the back of my head I am like something's either going to pop out at me something's going to happen something's going to happen and then they start walking up the hill and then the army guy you know the army soldier points the gun at the daughter and I'm like oh shit they're not going to do what they're not going to do and they did and and that like made me jump. I stopped the game. I erased the data. The next morning, I played the prologue for my now wife. Okay. Um, and she jumped. Okay. I then took the game and I played it for my friend, and he had a he had tears running down his eyes. Okay. So you had that. That game. Emotionally gripped you from the start. You cared about Joel, and you and I still do. And then his progression with Ellie, and then how they go through, and then when they meet the, would they meet the uh, um, the other? Uh, was it the boy and uh, the, his brother? Um, and during winter, I believe it is. Uh, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. And at the end where he finds out that his brother has turned 
and then he had to kill his brother, and then he goes over, and then all you see is him pull the gun up, and he blows his brains out. Once again, it's that holy shit moment, you know. And but it fit in the game. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. There was nothing in that game that I ever thought was done for a shock value. I thought it was done because it helped move the story. Okay. And then my last one, and I think my favorite part of that of that game was remember you know you're killing a whole bunch of people uh, mm -hmm. crew members and, or not crew members but but henchmen or whatever like that and you're going through and you find this one stranger and then he goes over and you think that you're you think that you're okay or whatever like that and then he turns around and he says and what I've been hearing is a man and his, and a girl that's been killing off all of my all of my men, which then kind of like just like threw shakes through your body, like holy shit, like this is the head guy and he's found me. What am I going to do? Like the way that the game has progressed, the way the game is put together, the way that the game handles. There, I just don't find any game that grasps me the way that The Last of Us did. And when I saw, when I saw Ellie playing the guitar in the first trailer once again i got that feeling of i'm hooked i cannot wait for part two like i cannot wait for part two like even so, to the point is that i'm okay with this game if they make it into a movie i'm okay with that you know because it is so good and if you stick to the story it's just going to be so good so that's my rundown that's my top five Okay, nice. Okay. Uh, so some really interesting games I were not foreseeing. A few yeah. I did. Yep. Uh, so, I, I, have, so, I have one big question then. Yeah. If if they were going to make um, The Last of Us into a movie, who would you want? Because we, we already know who would, would play Ellie. Uh, wait, isn't her uh, character model based off someone? Yes. So who, so who would play Joel? Who, who oh, would you? Depends. How about this? Who would you, you, want to play Joel? That's that's my question. Oh, that's a hard question. Who would I want to have play Joel? Like. I am going to leave that for the next podcast. Okay, we'll leave that one. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll start the podcast I, I have with to that. Think about that one. That one's not an easy. That's not an easy one to just say. Okay, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, we'll start it out with that and uh, go from there. But yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, kind of a short show, uh, only about an hour, but hey, we did good. Um, why don't we do this? If you join our Discord, look for a channel. I'm going to pop in there. I'm going to make it either today or I'll make it tonight or tomorrow. Um, your top five games. What are your top five games of all time? Uh, and maybe your list, uh, leave your name and, and your list, and, and we will... Uh, shout you out. We'll shout, we'll shout you out on what your games are. Um, I mean, that's going to be the really cool thing about this, and hopefully this can grow a little bit, is that there's no wrong answer with this. I mean, you could say that Barbie Horseback Riding is your favorite game, and that's awesome. Um, uh, hey, you know? secret surprise, Hello, Hello Kitty yeah. Island Adventure is one of my top ten, but exactly. where is it at? <laughs> but... So, yeah, so why don't you give your top five, uh, like I said, I'll create a channel of, of your top five list, and we'll put it in there, and maybe we'll come up with a couple of other topics, you know, maybe favorite 
genres or top favorite RPGs or whatever, and we'll throw a discussion. So check us out. Um, find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean, iHeart, TuneIn, Spreaker. Uh, I keep saying this, but I swear it's going to happen. We're soon to be on Spotify. Um, we should actually, because uh, my podcast just got updated to Spotify, so they are rolling that out faster now. So awesome. soon. Awesome. Soon. So that's going to be up there. Uh, join our Discord. Um, it will be in, this, in every description on any of these, on, on the iTunes or Google Play or Podbean. The, description, the, the link to get into our Discord is in there. It's free. There's nothing extra. Just be yourself in there. Have fun. Um, obviously respect each other, uh, but the link is everywhere for that. Check us here on Twitter, or I'm sorry, not on Twitter, on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the save point podcast. Um, we will be streaming. Um, we have been streaming. Uh, actually, Grace streams a lot during the day, uh, so you can check her out. Um, Twitter, once again, at the save point. And uh, I think that's it. So I think that will do it for us guys later. Alright, bye. We're good. Okay. Not too bad.